Hello ladies and gentlemen of the jury and welcome to the Batman Universe specials and welcome in particular to the Batman Universe Halls of Justice once again. I'm the Honourable Judge Nick presiding and today I've got two lawyers with me. They've returned one more time and they are... This is Dustin and I'm going to beat Josh like I did before. This is Joshua Lappin Bertoni and permission to treat the other lawyer as hostile. <laughs> permission denied. And uh, today we're going to be looking... Well, actually, let me first uh, just clarify the situation in case you missed the first episode, which I would urge you to go back and check out. We're going to be looking at two Batman villains today, and we're going to be placing them on our Batman Universe villain wall. We've got four categories. We've got Classic, which contains uh, villains such as the Joker. Uh, we have B-List, we have Forgotten, and we have Gone. And today, these two lawyers are going to be given two villains, as I mentioned earlier, and they're going to be debating and arguing over where on the wall those villains should be placed, and then I will be making my very considered and uh, well-thought-out decision. So the first villain we're going to be looking at is a character called Bronze Tiger. What a nice surprise. An old friend just volunteered to be torn apart in the tiger cage. Get in the ring, Batman. I'm not here to fight. I know you're here to lose. Okay, so Dustin's going to be going first, and what are you going to? Where are you going to be arguing that Bronze Tiger should be placed on the wall, Dustin? Honorable Judge, I will be uh, placing Bronze Tiger in the Gone category. Okay, Dustin, uh, you may begin. All right, uh, Bronze Tiger uh, originally came around in 1975. He was created by Denny O'Neill. We all know who Denny O'Neill is. Uh, but he was a backup character in the book Richard Dragon Kung Fu Fighter. Um, he was not anybody of importance. Uh, he was a supporting character for a good majority of the first time he was around. And for a good chunk of time, he showed up here and there inside the Richard Dragon book until it was canceled. Because that book couldn't even uh, last very long as it was. Um, but then, the thing is, uh, this character, you know, he didn't die right away. Uh, I'll give him that. He did reappear, uh, later on. Uh, Bronze Tiger eventually returned, and he actually killed Kathy Kane, uh, as we know, Batwoman on Earth-1, but that's not even the Earth that the DCU is actually following right now, that's actually, we're actually currently following New Earth, so it's irrelevant that this character exists on Earth-1 because it's not even within inside the actual DCU uh, continuity that we know and read every single week. Um, later on, uh, during after, after Crisis on Infinite Earth, it was determined that Kathy Kane never actually was Batwoman, and then Bronze Tiger appeared during the search for Jack Drake, and, you know, he appeared here and there. Uh, he appeared alongside uh, the Suicide Squad as, you know, a, I guess, anti-hero, uh, arresting Two-Face and Mad Hatter. But the reality of it is, besides a couple appearances here and there, he has really been completely gone. And honestly, I'm waiting for someone to say, who is Bronze Tiger? Because that's the real question. 
Um, okay, thank you very much for that, Dustin. And uh, now it's your turn, Josh, to put forward your uh, put, f- put forward your case. Well, Dustin does raise a very good question that, yes, people are going to be asking who is the Bronze Tiger, but that does not mean that the character is gone. If they're asking who the Bronze Tiger is, that simply means that he, they've forgotten him, which is one of the reasons why I think that Bronze Tiger goes more so to the forgotten category than the gone category. Now, even though... Kathy Kane was never Batwoman on New Earth or wherever the heck we are these days. After Crisis, when Kathy Kane was not Batwoman anymore, they still referenced the fact that Bronze Tiger killed Kathy Kane, which actually raised a lot of questions over what Kathy Kane's role was post-Crisis. So he did still murder an associate of Batman's, although whether Infant and Crisis wiped that out too, because now we have a Kate Kane, that's yet to be seen. Bronze Tiger... He's never going to be like the Joker or Catwoman, but he does still appear from time to time. In fact, the Gotham Underground series brought him back. There's different people in the mantle sometimes. And he was even in the recent Blackest Night crossover where they did a one-shot doing the canceled series of Suicide Squad. He's still referenced. He still makes occasional appearances, but the stories have never been that blockbuster or awesome. But I wouldn't call him gone because he still is appearing, even as of recent crossovers. Forgotten, but not gone. Okay, Dustin, um, you've now got an opportunity to reply to Josh's statements. Okay, my uh, counter to Josh's statements is that... um, Yes, okay, fine. Bronze Tiger appeared in Blackest Night. Uh, But but you did say that he appeared in a one-shot that was a one-shot called Suicide Squad number 71, which was actually uh, an issue that was a continuation of a series that got cancelled because, again, nobody reads about these characters anymore. Um, this character's gone. Case closed. And Josh, you got one more chance to retort. Well, if the Blackest Night issue was his only appearance, then I might concede that point, but we also had a Gotham Underground, but if but he was also in Gotham Underground and a few others, so it's not something that's exclusive to Blackest Night, unfortunately. So he still is poking his head around, not making that much of a splash, but he's making too many appearances to truly be considered gone. The attorneys have now both made their cases. Um, I'm going to be going to my private chambers and deliberating. I'll be out in a minute. Well, now I've, I've made my decision, and I think um, both guys put forward very good cases, and I think this is quite a tough one to decide. Um, he's certainly... I think he's on the margin, Bronze Tiger, of these categories, and um, there's one thing that really pushes him into, the, into one of the other categories for me, and that's the fact that he killed a, um, a member of the Bat family. And I know it was quite a while ago, and in... A different continuity but to do that I think you have to be quite an impressive villain and one that will go down in history of someone who caused you know had great effect in the comics so for me I'm going to be placing Bronze Tiger in the forgotten category he, he made a big impact he just hasn't done a lot lately but I don't think he can truly be gone 
after the uh, act of killing Batwoman. Right, so now we'll be moving on to our second villain, who is Killer Croc. I know everything now. You planted that toothpick on the dock, didn't you? And you impersonated Bullock at the jail. Yeah, and it would have gone down smooth if you hadn't butted in. But hey, I'm adaptable. When you grow up looking like I do, you gotta learn to go with the flow. I'll just take care of you first, then Bullock. And uh, Josh, you can go for first this time. Where are you arguing that Killer Croc should be placed on the wall? Killer Croc has earned his place among the classic villains. Okay, go ahead, Josh. Killer Croc, first of all, when you think of classic Batman villains, they have to be recognizable, not just by the hardcore Batman fans such as ourselves, but the casual fans of Batman and even the non-Batman fans. They know who Killer Croc is. He's appeared in too many media incarnations to name, but most recently, he was one of the harder bosses in Arkham Asylum. And a lot of people talked about how that, would, how that level was very, very nerve-wracking and how it's not a level to play at nights. There's a blog that one comic reviewer started for his seven-year-old son, where his seven-year-old son reviews comics. And when he was talking about the new Batman and Robin series, he was talking... His young son was talking about the people who he wanted the new Batman and Robin, Damian and Dick, to fight. And he talked about, and he named Killer Croc as one of them. So even the young fans, their Killer Croc is big enough on their radar. He was on the last two Batman animated series. He was created by Jerry Conway years ago, and he was actually the original person to kill Jason Todd's parents. And as Nick said, even though it was in a different continuity, that was quite a way to bring the character in. He was one of the featured villains in Hush, which was one of the reimaginings of classic villains. And even after Hush, he got his own backup stories in some of the books. Even though the character has mutated beyond what his original status quo was, where it was just a guy with a skin disorder and now he's mostly crocodile, he's still around consistently. I can't. I don't think that there's been a time in the last decade where we've had two years without at least one Killer Croc story, and he's made it to most media incarnations. The kids recognize him. The non-Batman fans recognize him. At that point, I'd call him a classic Batman villain. Okay, Josh, thanks for that. And now, Dustin, it's your turn to present your evidence. All right, um, Killer Croc... We all know who Killer Croc is, but I think the reason why we all know who Killer Croc is is more specifically because Killer Croc has been, uh, I guess the best way to put it is, uh, uh, he's been, what's the word I'm looking for? Overused, or? No, he's been given a lot of media attention, and I say that because, yes, okay, he has appeared in the last two Batman series, he appeared in the Batman, he appeared in Batman the Animated Series, 
But uh, you also have to remember, in both of those series, he did play supporting roles, not main villains. Um, he has obviously appeared in video games more recently, Batman Arkham Asylum. But if you remember correctly, the level that Killer Croc was in was a very small, minor uh, role. It wasn't a very drawn-out level. Um, nothing like some of the other villains in the game, for sure. Um, but more specifically, going back to the root of everything, the comics... Okay, yes, Killer Croc has appeared in every, you know, at least every two years. That's... Okay, I, I'll, I'll go with that, and, and I'll accept that. The thing is... It's not so much that he has appeared every, you know, within a two-year time frame. There hasn't been, an, he hasn't gone without an appearance. It's that what are his appearances in that two-year time frame? Are they leading villain roles or are they supporting roles? We know recently, uh, Killer Croc was in the Joker graphic novel. Who did he play? He played a thug that was hired by the Joker. Uh, more recently, he was also in a one-shot last year. Which, by the way, we all said and agreed was crap. Killer Croc is not a big enough villain to actually hold down um, a story and make it worthwhile. A good majority of Killer Croc's appearances are he does something because he's big and he's brute, and you know he does something that you know a big and brute person would do, and in turn Batman has to take him out. He's just an oversized thug who looks like a crocodile. Nothing against Killer Croc. I like Killer Croc. I think he's a great character. Do I think he's a classic character? No. Okay, Josh, uh, do you have any response to that? Yes, Killer Croc is an oversized thug. He's never going to be a mastermind like Bane or some of the other people, but I don't think that those are credentials for a classic villain. A classic villain is one that stood the test of time and that's considered a core member of Batman's rogues gallery. And on average, when people are listing off Batman's rogues gallery, Killer Croc has made it in there. Which, by the way, the longevity of this character is pretty impressive for a character who, I don't know if we can use the term recent, but a lot of Batman's core rogues, like the Joker, Penguin, Catwoman, Two-Face, were all from the 40s and 50s. Killer Croc was from uh, the early 80s. So for a new villain, he's, he's really stuck around. And again, I don't think that... That, that a classic villain needs to be a mastermind or someone that drives every story point home. Sometimes a Killer Croc story is just a Killer Croc story. It doesn't have to be a 12-issue miniseries. It could just be Batman fights Killer Croc in the sewer. That's, you know, the plots don't have to be complicated like that. It's not like there's a lot of, you know, pain. a lot of people would consider Penguin a classic villain, but it's not like there's a lot of Penguin stories where he plays that much of a big role these days. It's not really a credential for a classic villain, and I am going to have to respectfully disagree with Dustin about uh, the Arkham Asylum level with Killer Croc and how it was short and Killer Croc didn't do much. You were pretty much evading him the whole time of that level. It was a long, drawn-out chase scene, really. Okay, Dustin, you got one final chance to reply. Okay, um, okay. Yes, a classic villain does not have to be a mastermind. That, but the thing is, my point was not that he's not a mastermind, so he can't be a classic villain. My point was, what Killer Croc stories can you name off the top of your head, just on spur of the moment, and say, those were memorable stories? I could name Hush, but guess what? He was playing a backup character in that. He wasn't the main character. He was just one of the many villains that, oh, wait, they were reintroducing to people to 
bring the popularity levels of these characters up again. Um, Killer Croc is not... He's just not a classic villain. And to say that, okay, he, like I said, he does not have to be a mastermind. But the reality of it is, Killer Croc has not been, he's not, he cannot be classified in the same category as the Joker, as, you know, Two-Face, as some of these other villains that have memorable or memorable stories, and Killer Croc has none. That makes him a B-list character. Okay, gentlemen, um, listeners, what would you decide? Quite a tough one, I think. I'm just going to go and consult my mind. Well, as I said, I think that is another really tough one and I think both of you actually put your argument forward very well there I think this is the toughest one we've come up with so far um, on the one hand I do think Killer Croc yes he's been a lot in a lot of media but that doesn't necessarily make him a classic villain instantly just because he's been on TV a lot um, but on the other hand you know quite a lot of people know who he is but he's a character that I think, as Dustin mentioned, he's usually in a supporting role. He doesn't have, I don't think, a lot of depth as a character. I would agree with Dustin that um, story-wise, I don't think there's many great ones with him in it, certainly not with him as the main focus of the story. And I think he is—he has a few um, interesting points about the character, but Something, you know, to be in the classic category, I think you need to be a character that is interesting every time we see him and we learn new things and more interesting things about the character. And I don't think that happens with Killer Croc. So, I will be putting Killer Croc in the B-list category. So, that's the end of the Batman Universe Villain Wall Episode 2. Thank you guys for joining me today. Listeners, if you'd like to get involved with the show, give us some feedback. Head over to the website at thebatmanuniverse.net. Head on the forums. Let us know what you thought about this episode. Where would you have put Killer Croc and Bronze Tiger? Am I an idiot? Have I put them in the wrong place? Let me know. Perhaps you'd like to come on here yourself and defend a character that you love or hate. Um, And next time at the Halls of Justice, uh, we will be discussing two more villains, and they are going to be Bane and man bat so look forward to those next time um thank you very much for joining us i've been nick this is dustin you got josh and you've been listening to the batman universe specials the villain wolves we'll see you next time see you later signing off Josh, would you like to go first with this one? I think a lot of my points might be counter the Dustin's, but I guess I can go first. Um, I can can go first. That's fine, because 
I have nothing to counter with because I am second guessing my own decision, but that's fine. And he ended up murdering murdering Kathy Kane, who we know as Batwoman, but on Earth One, not uh, Earth Two, which is what we're on now um, in current DCUO. We were not on Earth Two right now. We're on New Earth. New Earth. Okay. Okay, and the thing that I'm doing is called like it. Forgotten's the clarification because I forget how our rankings go. It's forgotten. But I think I was arguing forgotten, yeah. Yeah, well, as in the, the character is, um, you know, gone and won't be coming back. Yeah. Dustin, uh, well, oh, well, is Forgotten after Gone? Because I thought that Forgotten was, like, the step before Gone, and Gone was, like, the last thing. Uh, it goes totally classic, B-list, uh, Forgotten, as in, it's gone out of everyone's minds, but he's still there. And then Gone, as okay, in, yeah. they've gone and they're not going to be, you know, coming back anytime soon. Okay, that's... That, that, that's what I thought, okay, the way that it was working. Okay. Hang on a second, there's a noisy bike outside my window. <sighs> Stupid neighbours. Right, okay. That was effing hard, bronze tiger, my god. I think that at this point in his history, killer clock... Okay, killer clock. Um, so that's everything from us this time. Uh, I've been Nick. Aren't you going to say who's the next, what we're doing oh, this yeah. time? Oh, yeah. Yep. Good point. Good point.